Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron. And I'm Shailani Alex. What's up, Shay Dizzle? <sighs> you know, this and that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a little Everything. too vague for your life. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm running around doing my thing. Mm-hmm. I'm doing me. <laughs> running around. Running around like a, like a cuckoo person. Right. Um, finally getting out of town a little bit. That's my deal. It's good. I think it's good. It took a little road trip. Nice. I'm still at the at the the, the destination. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, I do want to bring this up. <laughs> I wanted to tell you. So I'm driving down the five. And to the 405, to, to the 110, to the to the 110. <laughs> I know. And then you get to the Bay Area and it's all 586, 80, 80. <laughs> so I'm driving down the five and it's just amazing because I haven't done it in a while. It's just amazing to me how people's just etiquette really comes out like on the road. Do you know what I'm talking about? You mean the rage? <laughs> well, kind of the rage. And it's like it's a two lane road and just people just driving slow like why are you in the left lane mm-hmm. like you should be normally driving in the right lane and the left lane is for passing mm-hmm. Californians don't understand that they don't understand it's, that it's just amazing to me I that's don't why, why I tailgate people so much because I ride their ass so they get the clue that they need to move their ass over <laughs> of course you would <laughs> <laughs> but that's how you get accidents what if they're like an asshole and they just break Suddenly. Well, that's the risk. I like living on the edge. Mm. Okay. But that happens up here, too. Yeah, I know it happens all the time, but I don't know why I had plenty of hours to try to observe <laughs> all of that. So I was just thought, like, what the hell is going on here? I forgot about this. You pimping your ride? My little and ride, yeah. Ride. Stretch, stretching its legs a little bit. That's good. But then it'll sit in the garage the rest of the month after this. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happens when you buy a new car that anyway. Okay. Uh yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Distracting. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're taking some time off and I'm Thanks. grateful that you were able to, you know, spare an hour for me. What else? What else? To record this episode. It's nothing, Kathy. It's, it's for you. Uh-huh. I'll be paying for <laughs> it later, people. <laughs> I'm sure you'll see it in the news on social media. Speaking of social media, were you aware of the outage last week? I heard about it after the fact. Mm-hmm. I did not experience it directly, but it sounded like it was uh, not a good thing. Um, for some people, probably not. <laughs> I was working. like I was really busy that morning. And usually I post something around 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that I couldn't refresh you know, IG couldn't refresh or it says couldn't refresh or no internet connection. I'm thinking no internet connection. Oh, oh, that's what it looked like. Okay. That's what it came across as. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then I went back to work and then I heard on the news that there was an outage and people were having breakdowns and crying in the streets. (laughs) Hysteria. Mass hysteria. Calling their internet provider, cursing them out. I know, right? Just fist <laughs> waving in the air. I I looked it up and ironically had seen it on Instagram about it going down. And of course, all the memes were coming after that. But 
I guess it was like a five hour outage. Yeah, five or six, something like Which that. Which doesn't sound like a very long time, but I would imagine for people who are really dependent on those apps on the Facebook platform, especially, they're probably freaking out. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I'm not on social media a whole lot. I guess I should be, but I'm not. No, I shouldn't be. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> um, but I use it a lot. Um, especially messenger and whatsapp um, mm-hmm. to talk with family abroad yeah um, i know whatsapp is very important mm-hmm. for people that live mm-hmm. in different countries and that's a huge burden when they aren't able to use it and communicate with each other if that's the only way they can communicate i mean as far as facebook and ig i mean who cares great you can't do your facebook lives or ig lives or whatever it's like I don't know. I didn't. Well, I, mean, I wasn't really that affected by it. I mean, yeah, it would have been nice to post something about my episode, but you know, then I'll just post it later. But I'm not right. losing money on the deal either. So maybe some people did lose money. Yeah, I, I think it was. Um, <clears throat> it looked like it was something that was during the day. I, I read an article. I think it was like on the New York Times or something, and because it happened in the day like people in Asia and on the other side of the world, they were sleeping through it. So they didn't Mm. notice it too, too much. But I would imagine like, you know, maybe if somebody was having like a a community event or service or a church service, or I I saw there was this one, I think it was in South America. There's a nonprofit that uses, um, I think WhatsApp Mm. um, out in these like remote parts of, I want to say it's Brazil. I'm making it up that part, but, but there's these workers who work with um, women experiencing domestic violence and they use it as a means to like quickly notify and be able Mm. to get somebody to safety. And for that to be down, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty rough. Yeah. So I just, I never realized all of that until we were looking into it like that. I would freak out for a moment, you know, having that much dependency, but it also does make you wonder like, God, we are so, why are we dependent? Why is this the only platform? You know, is there some other way that we could have at least like a backup, especially when you're trying to deliver like pretty critical services to people? Well, I think maybe what we need to do is break up Facebook because right now it's a monopoly because they own all of it, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. Yep. And, and Oculus. You know, because God forbid they should have competition. So they just buy these companies that they don't want competition from. And here we are. And it's, we can't be putting all of our eggs in one basket either. Yeah. You know, Twitter was the only thing that was standing during that time. And, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't really call Twitter a great platform either. Because every time I go on Twitter, my blood pressure goes up a few marks. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't do that. Because Twitter is not friendly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Compared Anyways. to the other. But, you know, I think that we need to figure out some way that one company doesn't own everything. I know, but it's just, it's, that's how business goes, right? It's business doing its businessy things and then the rest of us kind of feeding into that demand. It, it's not, I, I feel bad because the first thing I want to do is blame a business, but at the same time, I'm like, well, okay, I could choose to support that business or give into it just to, you know, fan that fire a little bit more fire of fear when that shit breaks down <laughs> basically. But, but anyway, it's just, well, it's, it's just like with the cable companies. It's like you have two choices. 
That's it. So you really don't, either you don't have cable or you have to go with the company that sucks, you know? So I think it's, it's not, we need to get more choices and, or I don't know what the solution is. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not good with a lot of choices. Okay. But it just seems like there's (laughs) gotta be a solution somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But I think there, you know, a lot of people were a little scared about it. A little? It sounded like it was like craziness in the streets. <laughs> According to these, I mean, of course, media is going to sensationalize everything, but it definitely sounded like, holy shit, what did I miss? Why didn't I see this? What's going on out there, people? I, I Are just, you okay? I just kind of rolled my eyes like, oh, my God. What happened? God forbid you shouldn't be able to get on Facebook. <laughs> Update your baby picture. <laughs> your cute cat picture for the day. That's right. Your quote of the day. Yeah. So, hey, Shaylani. Yes, Kathy? What if you could learn how to reframe beer face thoughts that keep getting in your way? Uh, That'd be good, wouldn't it? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> Starting October 11th, you can. Thanks to a new online course called The Fear Formula, How to Get Unstuck and Lean into Courage, this self-paced course taught by author, coach, and fear strategist Nancy Berger offers six value-packed modules with lessons, worksheets, and videos to help you pivot hardwired thoughts that are holding you back. Do you have thoughts that are holding you back, Shailani? Every day. (laughs) So along with the actionable strategies, you'll also get access to a private Facebook group if it's online so you can connect with other learners and gain access to Nancy's Q&A sessions and webinars. And for the first week after the launch, you can enroll for the introductory price of only $299. That's all you need. This offer ends on October 17th. So if you're sick of feeling stuck in fear-based thoughts, I know I am, visit nancyrberger.com and click on course to learn more, read testimonials, and get started on your path toward courageous living. I'm all for courageous living. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, and? In our belief system, and our fears... It's all part of it. So click on it. That's that actually kind of interesting. It's, it's, it's a you lot know. of neuro pathways and neuroscience and neuroplasticity. The whole craziness kind of going on right now. Mm-hmm. Like any kind of resource is probably good. And not to take away anything from like people who are therapists or counselors, but you know, it's just a very accessible way to. Mm-hmm. Start your life out. Well, it's not only like fear, fear, fear. It's like fear of conversations, fear of approaching situations. You know, you have to rethink that. Like if you don't like conflict, who likes Mm. conflict? I don't. And this is a good course to help you work through those fear-based thoughts and belief systems that just don't work anymore. You're driving down the five freeway and road raging, road raging on someone. Exactly. 
how do I stop myself from tailgating them, driving one inch away from their fender? <laughs> Honking, flashing your lights, you know. Honking, screaming. That's what Californians do. Fist waving to tell them just to move the F over. And don't have an out-of-state license plate on because you'd be real in trouble. Oh, my God. Don't be from Arizona, <laughs> number one. If you're down in Southern California, just telling you. Or Florida. <laughs> or Florida. <laughs> Nevada's all right. Oregon. Mm. They don't like California plates in Oregon. Oh, I bet they don't. Mm-mm. I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I was afraid for my life when I first moved up there. I couldn't change my plates here. fast enough. <laughs> You're like the first day you get into Oregon. You go straight to the DMV. Okay, I need to like now. Do you have one in the back? Just give yeah. me whatever you got. Right. I'll put it on right now. How much you want? Twice as much? Okay. <laughs> give it to me now. And go burn this one I mean, in the usually back. they give you, what, 10 days to change it? And normally I'm less like, yeah, whatever. But now I was just like, yeah, okay, 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> That's too long. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I think we need to figure something out about this internet thing and... It's interesting because I was watching a show. It's a documentary series on, it's called Dark Net on Showtime. Dark Net? Mm-hmm. Talking about the internet and each episode is a different topic. Group, mm-hmm. You know, people, whatever. And I watched a couple and it's pretty, pretty intense because one of them was about this guy that hacked into the government because he was fed up with the government. And he got caught because he posted a picture that, you know, the metadata that's attached to files and, like, pictures and videos and stuff. It's like they can Mm -hmm. trace your butt in a matter of seconds if you don't take out that metadata, apparently. Yep, yep. And so that's how they found him, because he forgot to take out the metadata of this picture that he attached some sign about his tagline or something, his tag or whatever. And so he went to jail for like 18 months, but he can't use the internet for the rest of his life. The rest of his life? His whole he life. He is prohibited from using the internet. So how are they going to be able to track to enforce that? Well, I guess they can. But how? I don't know. He didn't say that. But if he <laughs> wants to like buy something online, he has to have his wife do it. If he oh, wants man. to do anything with the internet, he has to have his wife do it. And he even works for a company that he does code for. And apparently, he can't email them the code or upload it to any cloud. He has to print it out and mail it to them. What? That is insane. Yeah. And then this other episode was about this woman that has electromagnetic sensitivity disease, you know, like with the wireless towers, the phone towers and stuff that people are just really sensitive to the the electromagnetic fields that they emit. Like we're sitting here, the refrigerator's on, my computer's on. I mean, it's emitting these electromagnetic fields all, all around us. What does it do, though? I mean, why, why does she, what does it do to her? It makes her sick. It gives her headaches, um, makes her like she can't sleep. And she was holding this um, handheld machine that 
measures the electro electromagnetic fields. And it's pretty intense. She used to be a pilot. Oh, but shit. then, you know, one day she was getting ill and she didn't know why. And there's How do they no, even there's no like medical treatment for this, apparently, according to yeah. her. And every you know, every month for two weeks she goes out to this other state in this country setting and spends two weeks so that she can like recharge and cleanse yeah yeah and she brought her little machine and there was maybe like very very little electromagnetic fields where she was that sounds like a marvel comic character you know like those <laughs> superheroes that are what's that one what's her name with the hair uh it's not storm the chick where if you touch her she's like what's what's her <laughs> I name know. i don't know what you're talking about Oh my god. So she couldn't she She's never like, an like electric felt the fence. Yeah. She was Oh man, that's going to bug me now. But she was like she had to wear clothing cuz nobody could really touch her skin. If you touch her skin, they'd be electrocuted and die. <laughs> nice. I wish I, I mean, had that power. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So it's pretty interesting, you know, these documentary episode series. Dark net. Yeah. It's On Showtime, you said. Yeah. But it's interesting how connected, how deeply connected we are to the internet and how we are being tracked, whether it's by our phone or our GPS in the car, which mm -hmm. I don't have. We need to be careful. I mean, it would be nice if I didn't, I mean, we wouldn't be talking right now if I didn't have internet. I know. That's what sucks. But it's addicting. That's the whole point. It's probably addicting right. by design, right? Exactly. So <sighs> Sucking us Never. in. Uh, and Back speaking in of destination and addiction, mm -hmm. there is a happiness destination addiction. Did you know that? Mm, yeah. No. Uh-huh. I bet you did. I think you're making it up, actually. No, it's actually the belief that happiness is in the destination or can be found somewhere else rather than in the present. Well, let's let's take a moment to pause and think about what you just said there. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking, Shailani? What are you thinking? <laughs> Say that a happiness in the destination, not in the present. So you said? No. Did I what cut, did I cut out there for a second? <laughs> what the hell just happened? What did you say? <laughs> See, this is, all right, listeners, this is a prime example of Shailani not really listening to me. I'm listening. I just didn't have coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Don't blame it on caffeine and coffee. I hate that when people are like, oh, I haven't had my coffee yet. It's like. I know. I never use that because it's grip. not true. Get a grip, people. It's not true. You could, you could live without coffee. Wait, say it again for real. It's say like, it oh, again. God, I haven't had my first cigarette of the day. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> or my first joint. Your first try, I was just going to say. That's more Shailani's. Anyway. Whatever. I do not do that. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my God. So, basically, it's thinking that once you accomplish something, you'll feel, you'll feel happy because you've accomplished something. But then, so we're, like, constantly striving for happiness, but it never happens. So you're never happy. That's the point. That's what I'm saying. Right. 
So there's like this addiction for someone, probably me, that you set these goals <laughs> and you accomplish the goals expecting to have this, that, you're, you, that you'll be happy, but it doesn't happen. So then you go on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. It can be things that you accomplish. It could be moving place to place. Like, oh, I'm not happy where I'm living. Maybe if I move over here, I'll be happier. Is that making any sense to you now, Shailani? Because you're looking like you don't. <laughs> well, okay, let me just clarify. And I may be getting, you know, majoring in the minors here. But... Major in the minors. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're, I know Christy used to say that all the time. I was like, that's a good one. I'm going to use that. Um, so if you're, if you're basically just never happy. You think you're going to be happy if you accomplish certain things. But even after you accomplish it, it's never good enough. Is that the same thing? Or Pretty is that much, different? I think. But I mean, mm-hmm. even as kids, we were conditioned to think about our future. Like, how many times were you asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or yeah. you how know, many kids do you want to have? Get good grades and-, and you'll get a good job or go to college and, you, you know, you get a good job or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, our minds shift towards being future orientated Mm-hmm. in which everything we do is in the service of a future goal. So when we place our happiness on factors that are not just outside of us, but in the future, it leaves less room for true, authentic satisfaction. Because once we reach that destination, we're too preoccupied looking towards the next one to really appreciate it. And that's where that, that endless cycle of striving happens. I guess like on the flip side, if you don't have a little bit of that, then you become complacent, right? Mm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we're talking kind of two extremes, right? Because yeah. people who are striving for things doesn't mean that they suffer from this syndrome. It just means that they're wanting to better improve themselves. They're trying to get to the next level, whatever. But if you're, if you're, cre- if you're making that action or outcome dependent on your happiness, Yet in that process, you never experience happiness. That's what completely undoes it. Yeah. No, it's, it's fine to have goals and it's fine to strive yeah. and being accomplished, whatever. Accomplished, whatever. But when you attach that feeling to each thing that you accomplish. And a lot of this destination addiction happens because we're just going through a tough time in the present. So... Mm. You know, maybe the anticipation is like a good feeling at the moment. Like you're anticipating and excited about what could happen or might happen. But something that can be helpful if you are experiencing destination addiction is to do certain activities like keep a gratitude journal or, you know... The one thing that social media has a huge impact is how we compare ourselves to others. Mm-hmm. And social media, you know, it's like all of us are living two different lives. We're living our social media life and then we're living our real life. And most of the time, they're pretty identical, but there are moments where I'm sure one doesn't. Exaggeration. Yeah. Well, it's a free way to live a life that you always wish you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Living vicariously yeah. through someone else. 
Which I do with you all the time. So. Whatever you do not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, your the gratitude journal, uh, the gratitude journal or diary. I I wish I could do that more often. That's a really hard like practice and discipline to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess there's one way to kind of get out of that rut is to have a little bit of structure to get yourself started on it. I come across an article that referenced, maybe you had to a Dr. Chatterjee. Does that sound familiar? No. He's a British physician and, and kind of like a whole person wellness uh, expert. And he said, you know, uh, one format for a gratitude diary is to do the three P's. Have you heard of this? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Listing a person, pleasure or promise mm-hmm. for that particular day. And that doesn't even take that long to do, but at least it forces you to just even take a couple of minutes, like bullet point that stuff. You know, when you, when you say diary or journal, people think, oh my God, I got to write like those long entries. And this morning I woke up and I had an English McMuffin and some coffee. (laughs) And then I wore my favorite outfit and then like, no, I nobody care what you did. Nobody wants to read that journal. (laughs) I don't know. Those are kind of diary. I felt so sad because I didn't do the laundry last night, you know, whatever. <laughs> but and that's actually kind of a good the person, pleasure or promise for that day. Mm-hmm. I want to try that. And yeah, it doesn't try I that. think the thing with a lot of people, me included, is that you want things to be like this huge freaking amazing thing. Yeah. And it doesn't really have to be that way. You know, you could put down that, oh, I actually went poop today and you know <laughs> some people that's gratitude because staying regular it's, it's a movement it's, it's that's right it's a movement <laughs> yeah some movement there you're alive that means you're alive people <laughs> if you're pooping you're alive something's working in there or there was, just um, that you know you got up and you felt good or you had a restful yeah. sleep or you know it doesn't have to be like these huge things that you've that you're grateful for and it, and it doesn't have to be even all that well articulated like enough to be able to reflect on it but last week I think I wanted to tell you this last week I was um, sitting in and observing on some trainings and they had like the ground rules at the beginning of the training it was an online training a three-day session whatever and one of the rules was I loved this is um say it messy mm. so that you don't really have to get too caught up in your and how best to present something or how best to write something down, just say what's on your mind. And, you know, that kind of helps you get out of that rut too, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to try it myself and <laughs> see what, <laughs> what happens. I'll be like staring at a blank page, like, say it messy. What? What am I saying though? <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> well, as a writer, I mean, that's basically what they tell you is mm-hmm. just start writing it doesn't matter if you write the same thing 500 times. It kind of gets you going and gets your creative juices flowing. And it's kind of, you know, kind of like a warm up to what really wants to come out on the page. So just write whatever comes to mind. It doesn't have to be perfect. Because basically, you're the only one that's going to be reading it. Maybe. Unless, you know, somehow somebody gets a copy of it. Someone might find it when they're peeping through your house like when you let them over one day huh like when you die and then your family's going through all your shit oh my do you ever worry about that sometimes i do 
I'm like, oh my God, if they found that, then they'll know. Not that I'm doing anything, because like, I'm a really good girl. Right. <laughs> Don't ever believe that when she says that. I'm going to write it in my gratitude diary. I'm a good girl. <laughs> Today, I'm a good girl. Write it 500 times. <laughs> I'll finally believe it. That's my positive affirmation. That's the other thing, right? Is yeah, about- I was just going to say, I am yeah. statements. Yeah. You're not I will. It's I am. Because if you say mm-hmm. I am, then you you already are whatever you say after that. I don't so know if I could really switching yeah. your self talk from negative to positive. That's hard to do. I think just culturally, I would I would imagine too. It, it that'll definitely take a switch. Mm-hmm. We should practice that, Kathy. Yeah, lately my negative self talk has been raging, but that's okay. I'm working on it, people. I'm working <laughs> progress, not perfection. I don't know, people, because I'm kind of living that little nightmare during the week. So <laughs> I get a text message. I'm all like, oh, my God, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> Is she okay? I don't think that's text from me. I really, oh, really? don't. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I think that's my other twin, that's my some, evil twin. Some other Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> well like i said i need to work on my fear-based thoughts and i think everyone else needs to kind of you know do a little self-check themselves so they should check out nancy's uh upcoming yeah so what if you could learn how to reframe fear-based thoughts that keep getting in your way starting october 11th Thanks to a new online course called The Fear Formula, How to Get Unstuck and Lean into Courage, you can. This self-paced course taught by author, coach, and fear strategist Nancy Berger offers six value-packed modules with lessons, worksheets, and videos to help you pivot hardwired thoughts that are holding you back. Along with actionable strategies, you'll also get access to a private Facebook group so you can connect with other learners and gain access to Nancy's Q&A sessions and webinars. And for the first week after the launch, you can enroll for the introductory price of only $299. That's the introductory price. And there's no asterisks of any hidden fees and costs around that. No, there's no disclaimer at all. It's $299. So this offer ends on October 17th. So if you're sick of feeling stuck in fear-based thoughts, visit nancyrberger.com and click on course to learn more, read testimonials, and get started on your path toward more courageous living. And then you wouldn't have destination addiction, right? Hopefully. Get the nip it in the bud. Get that neuroplasticity working. I'm uh, I'm contemplating. I'm thinking. <laughs> what are you <laughs> contemplating? I don't know. Everything you just said and how I'm going to wake up for the rest of the day. <laughs> go get your coffee. <sighs> and go. That's not even going to help. <laughs> go write in your gratitude journal. Don't compare yourself to others and practice positive affirmations. And know that everything that you do is okay. We should really try that, Kathy. We should re- let's try it. Let's try let's make a commitment. This this like there's gratitude. no try. There's only do. <laughs> okay, then let's do 
<laughs> this gratitude diary. Let's hold each other accountable. We'll be accountability partners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know what's going to happen with that. I'm going to be chasing your ass down. No, it's not. I'm going to do it because I know you're going to be chasing my ass. So I got to do it. <laughs> right. I'm going to do it. Seriously. And what's your positive affirmation going to be? I um, can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. You can do it. <laughs> that's a. That's a, that's going to be my number one for the week. That's my theme this week. I can do it. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. And I'd like to leave us with this quote from Eleanor Roosevelt that says, Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. And today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Oh, my God. You did not do <laughs> <laughs> Gift. Unpressive. Why did you do that? Did you hear? You've heard that quote before. Why did you trick me, Kathy? Why did I trick you? Yeah, that was the cheesiest quote, <laughs> like ever. Like you just read it off of a freaking greeting card. It's true though, but it's still cheesy. I didn't know Eleanor was the one that quoted that. Yeah, I wouldn't have if I were like in a game show and I had like th- like five five seconds to figure out who said that. I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, even thirty seconds, I maybe just an hour. Some corny person made it up because it is pretty corny. It's corny as hell, mm-hmm. but you know, corny things can be truthful too. <laughs> yeah, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it, Kathy. You can do it. I can do it. All right. Well, everybody out there in internet land, let's take a chill pill. And it's okay if shit goes down. As it will sometimes. Because we are in the internet technological age, and it's just a given. And we're in Mercury retrograde, for God's sake. So. Oh, my God. Okay. So I don't, I'm not a huge, huge like believer of those things. However, I love I do, how you preface is- shit like that. <laughs> I don't. Because. But there is some crazy stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, Alicia calls it Mercury and Gatorade. <laughs> Mercury and Gatorade. She's, that sounds like, about right. I know. She's like, oh my God, Mercury's in Gatorade. <laughs> like, really? It's probably true, actually. Now that you, now that you mention it. I know. Well, yeah, I mean, the energy is just like, and then like I read today, there's a 1010 portal that there's all this energy happening. and A what? There's a lot of shit going on, Shailani. A 1010 portal? What the heck is that? What is that? I'll forward it to you. Oh, my God. We're energy. We're all made of, everything is made of energy. It is. We just got to do things to kind of relax ourselves because, you know, like tonight, I'm going to tell you this really quick and then I'll, I won't hold you longer, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go see Indigo Girls tonight. No way. Yes. With the symphony. Yes. Oh my gosh. I am excited. I'm excited. I love them. I just do. They're one of the best songwriters out there. Mm-hmm. I just... They're just amazing. I didn't even realize that they were on tour. And I know I'm going to probably feel super old, but my friend and I were trying to figure out like, wow, Indigo Girls with a symphony. Then we realized that 
some of their um their albums or earlier albums like Swamp Ophelia, I think, mm-hmm, has mm-hmm. a lot of strings and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of their can you imagine? Yeah. I'm excited. Okay, so hopefully that'll help with this whack ass energy that's floating around, whatever this ten ten <laughs> portal bullshit is. It'll be like you're at a Lilith fair or something. I know. So and with the symphony, don't wear your flannel because you don't want to be pegged. You mean my uh, my Doc Martens and my les- flannel is a lesbian. Doc Martens in my flannel and my jeans and should I cut my hair tonight Although, and have you mean 20 you, earrings on? Yeah. If you get picked up, then you might like that, actually, Shaylani. <laughs> Shut up. Don't be so, what do they call it? Sexual orientationist. <laughs> what is that called? <laughs> is there a word for that? What do you no, call that, that when you stereotype? Perfect. That's a perfect name for it. <laughs> You say bad things. Everything like has an IST. Everything has an IST well, at the end, right? I, I don't know. I don't know what it is for that. So, <laughs> stereotypicalist. Stereotypicalist. Mm-hmm. The general, just bad. It's bad. That's bad. <laughs> anyway, I'm well, going to do that fun. today, hopefully. And uh, say hi to all my people and uh, <laughs> tell them I said hi. I'm going to stand on my chair. Kathy says hi to all of you. Because you know I know everybody in the gay community, right? Have you dated them all too? Is that how that works? That's another story. Yeah, usually that is how it works. (laughs) It's the cycle of life and the circle of life. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, Mm. on that note. (laughs) You've said that like five times already. I know. Well, thanks, Shailani, for another wonderful episode. Thanks for having me and always. Enjoy your time off away from thanks. getting out of Dodge. It's not. It's never long enough, but you know, you got to do what you got to do to right. take care of you. And I'll be at Chi Podcast Live <gasps> this coming Thursday through exciting. Sunday. I'll be speaking with two other panelists about interviewing skills and um, promoting Women Who Podcast magazine. And I haven't released this to the hounds yet, so if you're listening, (laughs) there's a promo going to be happening, or is happening, I just haven't promoted it yet, that if you subscribe (laughs) to Women Who Podcast magazine for the yearly subscription, you get a free (gasps) t-shirt. Uh-oh. And I got the t-shirts. They're looking pretty fly. Freebies. Go to womenwhopodcastmag.com. Subscribe and we'll get you that t-shirt in the mail. You should put that in your positive affirmations. I am a good interviewer. Is that, is that well, proper? I already am a good interviewer. I, <laughs> I already am one. I don't need to. I know, but you just keep telling yourself that because <laughs> you are one. It's positive. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's not probably like, I should be like I am but. a social butterfly because I'm not anyway I don't know about that one <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine you being a social butterfly <laughs> like that so. which is why I have I, to like say that to like eh? pump myself up to be one right it'll be good it'll, you'll be safe it'll be good you're gonna have fun mm-hmm. excited I'm excited to, to see back. my friends especially Poonam, and uh, hang out with people in my N95 mask. (laughs) 
<laughs> Hang out with you. And mind. don't touch and me. <laughs> don't touch me. Stay six feet away. That's right. <laughs> don't come near me. Put your mask on too. That's right. Don't be rude. <laughs> All right. So we will catch you next time on Women Who Sarcast. Bye. Wiki wiki. <laughs> thank you for listening to women who sarcast an independent podcast we welcome and encourage your snarky comments contact us at women who sarcast at yahoo.com and follow us on twitter and instagram at women who sarcast support us on patreon and become part of our sarcastic community visit www patreon.com backslash women who sarcast show music provided by Mike and Bassiani <laughs>